Welcome to Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered. You know, I was just remembering a couple months ago when Republicans in the House voted to expel George Santos based off of allegations of ethics violations, right? Not convictions, but a report from an investigation plagued with shortcuts. If I recall, actually, 105 Republicans joined the Democrats in removing a member of their own party, even though he had not been convicted of a crime. And by the way, This was at the same time that Bob Menendez is like stashing gold bars from Egyptian princes in his home closet and being indicted on corruption charges. And the Democrats are like, sure, what the hell? I mean, we're all criminals anyway. We don't really care if he stays in. In fact, Bob Menendez isn't just currently still in the Senate. He's actually running for reelection. But the Republicans, you know, the morality party decided the way they were going to get this country back on track and seize power from the radical left was to outmoral the Democrats by expelling one of their own. And I think you'll be shocked, shocked, I tell you, to hear how that turned out, because as you could have predicted, a special election was just held last night in George Santos's New York district. And the Democrat in the election won by nearly eight points, which means Republicans in the House, uh, they can like now only afford, I think, two defections from their party along party lines. And that's, by the way, assuming that all members are present. So congratulations, Republicans. Once again, you've played yourselves. Great work. Pat yourselves on the back. You're the morally superior party. okay? while the Democrats are like laughing at you as they goad you into taking the high road so they can just replace your seat with one of their own. Epic work, as always. Here to discuss this and more, we have Stu Bergier, host of Stu Does America, along with Pat Gray, host of Pat Gray Unleashed. Both of those you can find uh, wherever you get your podcasts, also on Blaze TV. Also, check us all out on YouTube. Did I, did I plug all the all the things? Yeah, well, you did. I am a little disappointed that I'm the only one without un in their name. I need yeah. To there needs to be a new a renaming mm-hmm. of a show. I heard. Mm-hmm. The Pat Gray Unleashed team mm-hmm. was giving me a hard time about that. Uh-huh. They, you, you stole the un from us. And <laughs> we're a little upset about it. Frankly. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're just going we'll to have to. Probably get over. Okay, I'm over it. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. Um, so it, this is just like so frustrating to watch this play out exactly as you know that it's going to play out, especially when you have George Santos in this highly, you know, Democrat uh, area district. And you're like, uh, what are we doing with this majority if not just making sure that, I don't know, we keep these people who were elected into power so that the GOP can actually get GOP things done. And in true GOP manner, they're like, yeah, no, I don't think we actually don't want to get things done. We don't want to get things done at all. We we just want to just um, hand everything over to uh, the other party and they can just advance their agenda. It's like uh, when I think about going to the gym, it's just so much easier to not get anything done. Like it's so much easier to stay home and not do it. Mm-hmm. So why go through all that trouble? Mm. And I guess that's the point here with the Republicans. I mean, I'm, I'm no George Santos defender. In fact, didn't know who he was until after he was elected. Never even heard his name. I'm glad that you brought that up. Mm-hmm. I too am no George Santos. Def- like I'm not a George yeah. Santos apologist. Right. I'm not a George Santos fan. No. But he was one of our own. Yeah. Well, I mean, it- at least he held a spot that was a vote that you could right. use, right? right? And like, it's not like you have to like, 
come up with some sort of lifelong commitment to George Santos. You're not marrying him in a ceremony. Primary him next time he's up exactly. for election. Like, beat him. Like, just, I mean, He had already said he wasn't seeking re-election. He wasn't even seeking He was just going to go away. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, so why not just let him go away? Uh, especially when, as you point out, Sarah, and this is a big, um, uh, big factor, he was not convicted of anything. Right. You know, he, you know, yes, there were a lot of suspicions. Yes, he clearly did some shady things, but the, the people elected him. And, you know, unless there's some really overwhelming reason to do it, you know, he should just stay in there until he's done. That's what they should have done. Instead, they gave up a seat for a few months here. I mean, it's not going to make, it shouldn't make that big of a difference. But as you point out, there's a really small mm-hmm. uh, majority here. You had people like McCarthy leaving in the middle of his term. Other Republicans have already said they're retiring at the end of this term. If one of them decides to leave early, God forbid you have, a, you know, a sickness, an illness, uh, some health issue. This could get really upside down really quickly. And if you lose the majority, you're in serious trouble. This could mean unfettered Biden for a few months uh, before the election and in a sort of lame duck area if he were to lose. And all that's really bad. So protecting this would have been smart. Just hold on to him. Deal with the fact that, yes, yes, the late night shows are going to mock you for him being on your team for a few months. Get over it. Right. Right, right. And I say I, I say this all the time, Pat, and I feel like a broken record, but I keep saying, I wish I didn't have to keep saying this every day. Who needs enemies with friends like these? Mm-hmm. Like, what, like, what is the point of electing these people if they're just going to piss away the majority that they have? It's a great question, and there's no good answer to it, except that, they, they, I mean, they don't make much of a difference. They never do. Yeah. We always hope they will. We want them to. We tell them to, and they never do. But I love this... Uh, new situation we're in in America where just an accusation is plenty to completely overturn somebody's life. It's the case in George Santos. I mean, clearly, I think he lied about some things, but he wasn't tried or convicted of anything. No due process. And you got the same thing going on with with Trump in the Supreme Court where they're just assuming he's an insurrectionist. Well, he hasn't even been he hasn't been charged, let alone tried and convicted. How do you make that assumption and just proceed from that direction, and they and they did the same thing with Santos and just kicked him out. Well, you know, you point that you point out that like we do this cute little thing in America now where we just totally upend someone's life and career based off of allegations. But you'll notice it only goes one way. Right, that's true. It's never true. the the Bob Menendezes of the world. No, and there's a lot of evidence against Bob Menendez. Right. I mean, <laughs> gold bars are kind of a pretty good, I don't know, piece of. Evidence, really? You think? Yeah, mm. yeah. Now, I don't know that they necessarily came from Egypt, but that couldn't be that hard to track down. No, um, uh, you know, gold bars are just not the type of thing most people have. You know, no. what I mean, like they most might. Are have... you wait? Hold on. Are you telling me you don't have a stash of gold bars in your coat pockets of your closet? Not now. I paid for my gas on the way in with one, <laughs> so I don't currently have any. But yeah, I mean, like that is a a. a a bigger thing. By the way, it's been going on for a much longer time. There's been a full investigation mm-hmm. on that. Look, exactly. Santos doesn't seem like a good guy. Like, he, I mean, it does seem like he definitely made some stuff up and misled yeah. voters, which is a serious offense. But I will say it's not an offense of the level. Like, it's not like he, you know, uh, admitted to sexual assault or like murder. I mean, like, I, you know, like, like it is it's bad for him to do that. He should be like the appropriate punishment was probably him going away and not getting another term. And honestly, if it was uh uh, it would still be unfair to Santos, and he deserves due process. He deserves fairness, just like anybody else. But it would be unfair to Santos if they threw him out um, 
just because there has not been due process yet for just to see if he's committed any actual crimes. But I will say if if there was 200, if the Republicans had 245 seats, it wouldn't be that it wouldn't be that big of a deal to everybody else. It would be it'd still be a big deal to him. Uh, and it would be a big deal to our justice uh, process, I think, generally. But you know, when you have a big lead, it probably would not be that big of a story. This is a massive story because there's no wiggle room. We see how close these things are. I mean, I know we're going to be talking about the Mayorkas vote. We're talking about, do they pass it by one? Or do they do they lose by one vote? These things are happening all the time. The answer to this, of course, is to win more seats. Right. But uh, right now, this is still a massive factor. So, okay, so let's, let's talk about the uh, Mayorkas impeachment because I like to give credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. So... Great job, the House of Representatives. Yesterday, you found your balls. Congratulations. Uh, They voted, but this was, what, 214 to 213 to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas over his handling of the border. Um, And this was only because, to your point, Stu, only because Steve Scalise, who was gone uh, getting treatment for blood cancer, came back and was able to tip the scales. But three GOP reps, this was Ken Buck, Tom McClintock and Mike Gallagher. Now, Buck and Mm. Gallagher, neither of them are seeking re-election. So they don't have to worry about coming back to their constituents and answering to them. So they broke rank again and sided with the Democrats. Do you trust a a wiggle room of three? Do you trust that there won't be two defectors who won't just join the Democrats every single time something important comes up on the deck and they're like, um, nope, you know, we we don't want to do it. And it's like, This is where we're at. So, I mean, I guess good on you guys, I guess, for uh, finally impeaching Mayorkas. Now, is it going to go through the Senate? I mean, they need two thirds. No, it won't. But the point is, which I think Tom McClintock didn't get because he said uh, that he opposed this for the same reasons that he opposed what he called the sham impeachment of Donald Trump. The Constitution reserves impeachment for treason, bribery or other high crimes or misdemeanors. And Mayorkas is guilty of maladministration, but that is not grounds for impeachment. Really, is it? Is that all that this is? It's maladministration. So allowing unvetted strangers who, by the way, you know, some of these people are on the terror watch list, allowing these people unfettered access into our country. That's not treasonous behavior, making Americans less safe because you know that you're inviting strangers into the country and you can't vet them all. That isn't treasonous behavior. I I just don't understand how we're living at a time where anyone let alone three Republicans can go, no, it, I, we have to listen. I, it's, it was the same as the sham impeachment of Donald Trump. No, actually, now it's real. And because they, they've made this big fit about Donald Trump's phone call with Ukraine, now our own party can't say, OK, well, it was bullshit when they did it. But now we actually have a case and I don't care what they're going to say about it. We know that we have a case to lay out and we're going to follow through with it just based on principle. We don't even have that. Mm, yeah, no, it's true. I mean, uh, you know, it's I, I sort of get the point at some level, like right where I, I don't necessarily like the idea that now for the, from now to the end of time, we're going to have impeachments in every single one of these. But what about when there really is a case that, for it? Well, that's well, number one, there's a case. And number two. I mean, I hate to be a kid, but like they started it. Yes. Right? Like, they, they, I, mean, I literally is, said that the other day. Yeah, okay, good. I'm yes. glad we're on the same page. The very yes. adult, uh, mature uh, stage. It's that we're true. On. It's true. I mean, like it I, they they did like this. This is a known 
consequence of their actions during the Trump administration. They impeached him twice. Um, really, you know, the second one, they didn't even try to make a case. They were like, well, remember that thing you saw in the news the other day? Let's do it real quick before you forget it. And they didn't even like try to build a case on it. The, the other one was just, just ridiculous, as we pointed out at the time. Um, I, you know, I don't like the precedent. I don't think it's necessarily a good one. And there's some argument that the founders actually looked at this as impeachment as something they thought would be more common and it should be used more frequently. And they did look at maladministration and said, well, that maybe maybe that's not enough. But like, this is more than that. This is ignoring laws are passed by Congress. You have to execute the laws. They are intentionally not executing the laws. And the only problem I have with the Mayorkas impeachment is, are we targeting the right person here? Because, you know, yeah, Mayorkas is doing this and he deserves to be thrown out, but he's not doing this on his own. He's not getting direction from Joe Biden saying, shut down that border. He's going, no, Joe, I will not. (laughs) He is just following the, the, Mm -hmm. the procedures and um, and approaches that Joe Biden is telling him to, or at least whoever Joe Biden's handler is that day is telling him to, um, you know, maybe his nurse, whoever's bringing him water, whatever's going on there. The, the point is, this is Biden's policy he's executing. And I think like Republicans look at this rightfully and say, eh, I, I mean, we're going after him on this other thing. Maybe it would be too, it wouldn't politically be beneficial to us to go after him on this too. But like, if you're going to go through this impeachment uh, hearing, which they're going to do with Biden, it should be part of it. This is his policy. He's the one that is directing this. And I think, you know, Republicans want to put the focus on Mayorkas because the border is such an important issue. I'm fine with it. He deserves to be impeached, too. But let's not leave uh, Uncle oh, Joe out of this. Don't stop there. And mm-hmm. to and to Stu's point, Pat, I believe Marjorie Taylor Greene has introduced several times articles of impeachment on Joe Biden for that very thing, like yeah. because of his handling of She's the border. Right. D- yeah. Irregardless, I shouldn't say that. That's not a word. Regardless of any other, <laughs> regardless of any other investigation that they're doing into the Biden crime family mm-hmm. to take throw all of that out you still have enough to impeach him you do and you've got the two elements here you got they started it and number two <laughs> same to you but twice as much more of it oh wow and you can't get around is this one of those the you can't. rubber your glue clause uh it's that's the next clause okay. after this particular really crucial one <laughs> what's weird though is there they've taken to even calling this a racist move that they're trying to get him out of office because of racism. I didn't even know the guy was. Wait, what ethnic background? He's from. It turns out he was born in Cuba. Cuba, yeah. No, really? I, yeah. I, I didn't know that. I figured there was a reason for Alejandro Mayorkas, <laughs> but I didn't realize. I mean, That's like funny. you, he's yeah. white passing. I had I'm no idea. I'm, I am Nobody knows I'm he's from passing. Cuba. That is so funny. <laughs> I had not heard that. Wow. That's interesting. I because I always think of Mayorkas and I always think of it. As, I always think of Greek yogurt. It just feels like it would be like a right. You'd go into yes, the you refrigerator can see Greece case, or maybe Spain or yeah. something. Yeah, it'd be like Oikos, and, and, <laughs> and then you'd have Mayorkas right yeah, next. Right, to it. And, right. And it's like oh, 20 grams of protein. <laughs> like that's I every time and I think it's of it. low in sugar. Yeah. So I thought he was Greek. Yeah. I don't know. Um, well, it turns out that this Greek yogurt is spoiled. <laughs> yes. It has gone bad, yes. and it needs to be uh, thrown in the trash where it belongs. Um, all right. So let's go ahead, and uh, we got to take a quick break, and then we will be back with more. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Birch gold. So I wouldn't say things are like uh, stable right now. There's a lot of uh, global instability. We've got, you know, uh, I don't know, Iran increasing its aggression towards us. We've got what's going on with Israel and Gaza. We've got Russia and Ukraine. And um, 
As we plunge into primary season, I'm just wondering, how have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? It is not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k you got just sitting around. Diversify that into gold, and Birch Gold can help you with that. Now, gold thrives in times of uncertainty, times such as these, and uh, it's a really important part of diversifying your savings. Birch Gold can help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. It's not going to cost you a penny out of pocket. Uh, I do business with Birch Gold. My family has personally done business with Birch Gold just several months ago. Um, we are diversifying heavily into gold and silver right now because we're, you know, we're just looking at the 401ks and we're like, well, it just keeps going down. What can we do to help that? So just do yourself a favor, text the word Sarah to 989898. They're going to send you a free information kit on gold. Uh, you can learn more about it and they will be happy to answer any of the questions that you have. So just be informed. All right. You can do that by texting the word Sarah to 989898. All right. So, you know, we do this show a a few hours out from the time that it actually airs. So I feel like I have to say as of the time of this taping, uh, these are the details as we know it on the shooting that has taken place um, at the Chiefs Super Bowl parade. There has been a shooting, shots fired. um, And what we know right now is that one person was killed. Uh, and nine others were injured during the shooting. Of the nine injured, three are in critical condition at this time, and five are in serious condition um, at this time, again, as of the time of this taping. So uh, hopeful that we can determine what happened here, but I'm, I don't know, I just wonder if, I think we have a, a, yeah, there's a picture of the suspects in custody, and I don't know. Something tells me that it's just going to kind of go away. I think this is this. <clears throat> the questions will just. This one won't, won't be at the top of the news for a really long so. time. I don't think so. I don't think we're going to be asking the questions uh, that maybe need to be asked because it might not fit the left's narrative. Certainly you've seen that late recently. I mean, we were just talking off the air about this uh, Houston shooting. And it's like, well, you know, a shooting in a church. We've seen these things happen before. Sometimes there's disgruntled members or whatever. And, and, and if they're, they fit a certain profile, wow, is that the top of the news for a long time? Uh, this one did not fit that profile. And, you know, like, I, I think that's a, a borderline psychotic thing that we that we do. I'm reading a, a Coleman Hughes' new book, which is really good, by the way. Um, it's, it's, it's The subtitle is like An Argument for Colorblindness. And he's just really, really smart and good. And he was pointing out like some of these shootings. He describes the George Floyd uh, death at one point in you know, detail, you know, more detail than you want to remember about, about it. And then um, you go through the whole thing. He's like, you might think I'm talking about George Floyd. No, it was Tom, was Tom Timpa was a name. T- uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To- Tony, I think. Tony Timpa, yeah. some from several years mm-hmm. earlier, who's a white guy. White guy. And no one knew anything about that story because mm-hmm. it didn't fit the profile. That's just a psychotic thing. Like this, you know, our focus on race, our focus on political agendas is so unhealthy. It would, you know, these things are, these are real people. 
people that are dying. And it's really tragic. I'm like, look, we obviously, these, these incidents are terrible. And it's every time we hear about them, you're just like, oh God, not another one of these things because it's, it's so bad for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. But like the focus on actually the people who are affected uh, of it would be something that the news media could do instead of always looking for whatever political advantage they can suck out of it. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I feel like we're living at a time where I genuinely like I don't want to attend any of those. I don't I don't attend parades. I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, unless it's a situation where I know I know the area, I know the surroundings and I know that we can carry. Mm. I would never be mm-hmm. I would never be caught at a place like that you know the parades are scary i'll tell you i mean we were at the game uh in vegas and like the way that it's set up is you have you know las vegas boulevard you have all the the big casinos then there's a little bridge that goes across the highway and then the stadium's on the other side of the highway so you you walk out of the stadium and you cross back towards the casinos and you're going over this little tiny bridge Mm -hmm. with like you know you're just packed in there i mean and then you look up and that's there's mandalay bay like it's right there the one with the worst mass shooting in, in history and it's like it's so little uh, creepy, uh, frankly. I mean, you wind up thinking about these things, and it hasn't, of course, always been mass shootings. I mean, sometimes it's people driving into crowds. Uh, you know, we've obviously seen bombings in the past. I mean, it's sad that we have psychos uh, that are out there doing this stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, the media doesn't help by focusing on their profiles and glorifying them whenever it fits their purpose. Right, yeah. And they won't focus on any issue that could really be at the root cause of this. Nope. They won't talk about mental illness they won't talk about the crimes that are broken we already have laws we had the laws in place that should have kept her from obtaining a gun they're already there mm-hmm. we don't we don't need new laws on that mm-hmm. she shouldn't have had a gun mm-hmm. uh she was nuts and everybody knew it and her neighbors were saying wow we should have this should have been handled years ago mm-hmm. so everybody knew about this person everybody knew she was a loose cannon an anti-semite she was out of her mind and uh, had some real problems yeah. and was a threat to society and nothing was done. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Um, can put up that, the picture of the suspects in custody one more time. Hmm. Hmm. Probably Trump supporters. Yeah. That's my guess. So. It's probably the same ones who, who, uh, got that actor in Chicago with that subway sandwich. Remember that? <laughs> All right. In MAGA country. In MAGA, MAGA country. Yep. Downtown Chicago, yep. 20 downtown below. Chicago. Definitely yeah. MAGA so country. So I'm thinking we won't hear much more about that. Um, so I want to move on to, uh, House Intelligence Committee Chairman Mike Turner, who released a statement, uh, earlier today calling for Joe Biden to immediately declassify newly discovered information about a serious national security threat. And according to Fox News, who came out and did a little report on it, the threat now has to do with Russian space technology. Watch. And they confirmed to me that this uh, has to do with a threat related to space. Uh, We already have from our other sourcing um, that there has been reporting on the Hill uh, that sources here have confirmed is in the ballpark, uh, which which is that it has to do with a an emerging capability from Russia that would be of grave seriousness um, potentially, but that the threat is not immediate. Now, Congressman Mike Turner, who chairs the Intelligence Committee, put out this notification uh, that he is asking the Biden administration to declassify this information and calling on members of Congress to come and view this information in the SCIF uh, because it is of such grave concern. 
the National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan was in the briefing room today and appeared to be taken off guard that Turner made this information known through a press release saying that he was actually planning. He had offered to speak to Mike Turner himself tomorrow. Now, also, according to CNN, so take that for what it's worth, uh, one of the sources who has seen the intelligence confirmed the information is, quote, highly concerning and destabilizing that we were recently made aware of, end quote. These are great. (laughs) Uh, Re-elect Joe Biden. It's going really well. Uh, I mean, just put it on the campaign flyers right now. Uh, I mean, it's an interesting thing. I mean, I think we all would recognize that Russia is a threat, of course. Like, they're one of our main adversaries around the world. Maybe not as big as China, but certainly. Stu, the 80s just called. (laughs) (laughs) They want their foreign policy back. I remember, like, I I don't consider myself the biggest Mitt Romney defender in the world, but Uh he, I thought, made some good points uh, back then. And that that Russia is a threat. That doesn't mean that we want to get into war with them. It doesn't mean we have to give money to Ukraine. There's a lot of separation points here. But, I mean, it does seem awfully convenient that we would get this news as they're pushing for 60 billion dollars to fight against russia like it just Mm. seems incredibly Mm. i'm not saying it's not true my guess is it is true whether we discovered it today is another story but the release of this information as they're pushing to get 60 billion dollars to ukraine seems Mm -hmm. awfully suspicious to me um I look, I think I really do take Russia seriously as a threat. I think we have to think about it. If we're not doing stuff like this uh, to push back against Russian technology, I do I do think it's a major threat. I mean, everyone mocked Donald Trump for, for creating a space force. They've, they created a net. That's why I was series. just like, yeah, you don't have to worry about it. We got space, we got force. space force. Steve Carell will get it. Um, <laughs> But like, I, so I do think these things are important. The release, the timing of the release of the information, though, I, I find highly suspicious. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting because I just heard that they tested one of their hypersonic missiles over the weekend. Have you guys heard that too? No. The hypersonic goes uh, at least five times faster than the speed of sound. So, depending on where you are and the conditions, at maybe three thousand to four thousand miles an hour. So it's pretty fast. Um, that would that would get to its location quickly. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it, or is there a new space weapon we're talking about? But it's definitely concerning. Well, I mean, I like the I like the point on timing though, because that is. Yeah. Oh yeah, for suspicious. sure. Yeah, it is suspicious, but it just it just makes you wonder what is going on within this uh, administration that we just don't know that is just we should know right like um did you see that that my going back to Mayorkas that Mayorkas uh personally was the one who made the decision to not give RFK Jr mm-hmm. secret service and and left and left a bunch of the 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 reasons blank like just didn't even care enough to even pretend just left him blank um you know that just the things that we're finding out that this administration is hiding is just mind-blowing and then it makes you go well imagine how mind-blowing it would be if we found out all the things we don't know yet that they're hiding from us it just seems like i i don't know i just feel like we could die at any moment (laughs) that's not a good feeling Uh, yeah imagine if you were rfk how you'd feel (laughs) i mean seriously like i and that's like sometimes you go back to this where like okay there are our political opponents, right? Like we don't like their policies. We don't, we, we, everyone knows that. But sometimes you can convince yourself that that's the basis of this. Like not giving RFK protection is just something that a bad person would do. 
Mm-hmm. Like, right. You, you right. have to be a bad human being. The guy has every member in his family has been assassinated. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he's going up against, you know, uh, two, the two political parties. And as you guys know, I am not an RFK Jr. fan at all. Like, I don't like him. I, you know, Neither. I don't... I don't like the things he said about Glenn in the past. Yeah, like I, he's, right. he's not my not my flavor at all. No, but either. protect the man. Yeah. Like this is yeah. a very basic Absolutely. thing that would yeah. cause not to mention strife on his family and him, but also the country. If yes. a if a if a guy who's polling at fourteen percent mm-hmm. in the national polls gets assassinated, this is going to be uh, really bad for our country. Yeah. Really, really bad. And uh, you know, for a hundred different reasons. And the fact that you wouldn't take that basic step when we will spend sixty billion dollars yeah. on Ukraine. And just constantly waste money. Yeah, right, I'm just saying on this. Yeah, just batch. this latest one. And constantly waste money on nothing. What's what's the RFK protection going to cost you? A million dollars? Two million dollars? Like it's 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 toy monopoly money to these people, and they mm-hmm. do this because you know what? They want it to be in his head. They want him to think about. Yes. They want to give him a reason to drop out. Yeah. I mean, it's just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's go ahead and uh, take a quick break, and then I want to get into. Um, the latest filing by the DOJ in the Hunter Biden saga. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Preborn. So uh, last year, because of you guys out there, Preborn's network of clinics saw over 58,000 babies saved. Thank you to those of you who made a donation to help save these babies. Um, and for those of you who don't know about preborn, let me tell you about them. They work with a network of clinics that oftentimes they put their clinic right next to a Planned Parenthood or an abortion facility where unspeakable tragedies are happening every single day. But what preborn does is instead of lying to these scared women who come in there, they're showing them on the ultrasound the truth. This is a baby. It's not just a clump of cells and it's yours. And oftentimes when a woman actually sees that ultrasound and hears the heartbeat, they choose life instead. I think that's like double the chance that they choose life once they hear that ultrasound. $28 a month can be the difference between the life and death of a child. That's how much it costs for an ultrasound. So what we're asking you to do is donate however much you can to save the babies. You can go to preborn.com slash Sarah. Remember, there's no H. That's just an unnecessary letter. It is preborn.com slash Sarah. So Joe Biden's Department of Justice revealed today in a new filing uh, numerous photos and videos that Hunter Biden allegedly took of his own cocaine, crack cocaine and drug paraphernalia back Mm -hmm. in November and December of 2018 that they say prove he, of course, lied on his background check to obtain weapons at that time. And the filings, I know you guys know this, but these come as Hunter faces, I think, like three felony gun charges, including making false statements on a federal firearms form and possession of a firearm as a prohibited person. You know, being a drug addict and all. Turns out you're not supposed to have weapons if that's the case. And uh, they they released a bunch of, within these court filings, photos and text messages from Hunter's iPhone where he engages in drug deals and talks about his drug use with his then-girlfriend, Hallie Biden, who, of course, is the widow of his late brother, Bo. I, it's just so fun to talk about this story. There's just so many like webs that we weave in here. Um, and here you guys are who are watching uh, those of you who are listening on the audio podcast, you're missing it because <laughs> there is a lot of drugs and drug pair. There it is. Oh, that is my least favorite one. I got to be honest. <laughs> Hunter Biden in a, a float uh, tub just cannot get enough of his own naked body, which 
honestly, the first second that I saw his body naked, I had already had enough. Really? So it's interesting to me that he seems to not be able to get enough. <laughs> um, but so the days directly after the gun purchase, these filings show that Hunter texted his girlfriend, who again was previously married to his dead brother, mm-hmm. about, quote, meeting a drug dealer and smoking crack. He said, I'm now off MD Avenue behind Blue Rock Stadium waiting for a drug dealer named Mookie. <laughs> I wonder if it's Mookie Betts. I doubt it. I'm going to go. Yeah. You don't think? <laughs> the next day, he texted her, I was sleeping on a car smoking crack on 4th and Rodney, which I'm like, Rodney in the streets? I don't, well, I'm also like, were you sleeping in a car or on a car? Because I would believe that he was sleeping on a car. Or on a car or on someone named Rodney. Yeah. Could have been. I don't know. But so uh, the text message from Hallie Biden, uh, she responded, you have lost your mind, Hunter. I'm sorry I handled it poorly today, but you are in huge denial about yourself and your reality that I just want you to be safe. You run away like a child and blame me for your It's to be expected that you go. You prove repeatedly that you can't stay and you really do work on yourself. I think she meant need. It's easier for you to avoid looking within and cowardly to constantly point the blame on me. Now, just as a reminder, he faces a maximum of 25 years in prison and up to $750,000 in fines if convicted. But that's a big if, isn't it? Yeah. That's a big if. Big, big, big if. I feel like this is... We're going to convict him of all of these things, but in the end of it, he's going to get, like, probation. Yeah, I would not be surprised at all if that's uh, if that's where this uh, comes out. Um, I mean, they, they've got the photos to match up the timeline. Yeah. So, like, how do you not convict him at this point? Right. And I've always operated under this idea that if I did stuff like this, like, I would go to jail. Huh? Like, that's how I always thought. Well, you would. Worked. You, like, you would. You would, right? You like, would. I think that's how it would would happen. I mean, I understand there's a concept of, you know, what's the point of doing all this crack if we can't take photos of it? Uh, you know, I, mean, I don't I think so. I can't even remember those times. Um, <laughs> I, 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 it's strange. I mean, I, you know, we have these things called red flag laws that they're trying to pass around the country, and there's some real constitutional questions with them. But like, if we're going to put them in, I think we should include in the process dating your dead brother's ex-wife. <laughs> Right. Like, I feel like if that that's just automatic red flag behavior to me, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think I I don't know that it's constitutional to take your weapons away, but it seems like if we're going to do it, maybe someone who does that and is smoking crack at the same time uh, is a prime target for this. I I, like I mean, obviously, like this is a situation they've tried to brush under the carpet a hundred times. And I, I, I think it leads to something more important than his drug use and his prostitutes and all the other shady things he's been doing, including the gun charges. Um, which is that there's probably been a, a massive cover-up within the government to make sure that this stuff didn't get out. And we know that it almost got swept under the carpet. We were minutes away from this never, ever coming to fruition. Now that it, the focus is on it, now it's going through some sort of process. I hope we get to the bottom, not even as much as for Hunter Biden's sake, because you know he's a, he's a loser and we all know he's a loser. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of stuff happened at higher levels of the government to make sure Hunter Biden didn't go to prison or embarrass his dad. And uh, the embarrassment has that has not been successful. He, uh, he's embarrassed the entire family times time and time again. But there's something more here. We we there's there's a reason why this didn't just go through normal processes, mm-hmm. right? And it's because of Joe Biden's power and his family name. And we need to find out who was enforcing those names, that yeah. that name and the power behind it. Yeah, I mean, as much as they talk about gun control, like mm. here's your chance to prove mm. that you're serious yeah. about all of this for sure. And yet, I have no hope that that's going to happen. Let's not forget, this is the smartest person yeah. that Thank Joe you. Biden has ever known. Mm. So I believe he's just playing 4D chess here. He's 
He's making doing the ruse of drugs and sleeping with his uh, oh. sister-in-law, and he, what he probably really is is an undercover law enforcement officer oh. who's trying to bring people in so that he can make a huge bust. Maybe it's that mm. I don't know, but you know this guy's not going to serve one minute in jail. He's no. not. No, there's just no a way. Two-tier justice system. There's justice for the Bidens and and the elite, and then there's justice for everybody else. Any any of the rest of us would be in prison right now. I mean, yeah. long before now. The minute the police have your phone and they see one of these photos, you go to jail. Like, that is legitimately yeah. how I thought this worked. Right. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, we'd have to ask Jeffy. He'd probably know more in detail. Right. Uh, but, like, it is one of those situations where you're like, I thought, like, that was it. Like, mm-hmm. I, this is one of the reasons why I would assume if you're doing these things, you don't take photos of it because you don't want to create a record mm-hmm. that would then be make it easily proved when you're going, right. when the police get get in touch with this it's information. It's so easy. Right. How, how is he not in jail? Because he had absolutely no fear, right? Like he had. Yeah, now, of course, right. part of this is the drugs, I'm sure, but part of it is his daddy's going to be there you, to he bail him you out. He can't touch this. Mm-hmm. And he, the other part about this that we can't let slide is he was doing things in my allegedly my belief, and I think yours as well, to further the illegal activities of Joe Biden. Yes, he was yeah. the he yes. was the mule. He was yes. the guy doing right. this stuff. He was the guy pulling the cash in so that Joe could have a you know a chunk of it, mm-hmm. and so. He always assumed he'd have the protection of his dad, and he did for most of this. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I think there's a much longer road to find out the details of that. Pull up Hunter Biden again. Oh, no. Smoking crack. Not in the water. He's, yeah, in the water. Water one again. What uh-huh. does that? Is that not the smartest man you know? That doesn't look like the smartest <laughs> no, he does. man you know? It looks incredible. It looks like Einstein right there, other than the hair. <laughs> Does that look like a top dog at, uh, you know, energy company at, at, in Ukraine? Hire that man. We, right? We need a high-level advisor to pay millions of dollars a year. Get, That's what that photo guy. screams. Hire me. It was probably his resume photo, I would assume. You know what? I was going to make a joke, and I am not going to. Never mind. Never mind. All right? Uh, we got to take a quick That's break. like multiple times on this episode now. We've been like, we get one to break, and we're like, I was about to say yeah. this, and thank God I didn't. So... <laughs> The, the show off the air today, just as interesting as the one on the air. <laughs> we got to take a break. I got to take a break so I can make the joke. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> got something to say? Leave Sarah a message at 888-969-5113. Uh, last March, Iowa passed a law making it illegal for minors to obtain puberty blockers and gender reassignment surgery. And now... Today, a bill currently sits on the Iowa governor's desk that would define man and woman based on a person's sex at birth, therefore being on, you know, future driver's licenses, birth certificates, regardless of what they identify as. And so their driver's license would have their sex and their current identifying gender, uh, should they choose. It passed a committee vote 15 to 8, with all eight votes, of course, being Democrats. But it would also put sanction definition on the words sex, man, woman, mother, father, which... Honestly, this is very strange to me because I feel like we already do have definitions for all of these things. Um, But the advocates of the bill say that without these regulations and sharper definitions, uh, the public is losing single single sex spaces and resources like locker rooms, athletics and prison and domestic violence shelters. Now, um, 
<clears throat> I feel like I'm going to lose the YouTube audience pretty quick here. So for if we do, make sure to check the full episode at uh, blazetv.com. Um, we should have the Rumble, uh, the segment on Rumble. So, But I want to play the rally that was held around the Iowa Capitol in the uh, protest of this law. Watch. I was really shocked. I didn't think it could happen so close to home. Um, I thought we were a lot safer than we are. What is that? What is, what is that thing? Ivy Gray is a drag artist who transitioned when she was 18. You know how I feel. It has definitely saved my life. It's a new day. It's a new life. Oh, no. Blocker. Uh, I've been oh. on it for almost three years now. I'm afraid that I'm going to have to wait until for like another several years to be able to take this medication. Transgender people I hope are so. just trying to live their life and be happy and be who they want to be and feel comfortable in their own things. I have two trans kids myself. Oh, man. Wow. Okay, so I have some questions. Um, one of them is, they said that this was a drag artist, right? The, 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 the mm-hmm. one at the beginning mm-hmm. with all the makeup on. Yeah. But then they said it was a she. But, if, but I thought that if you were drag, you weren't trans, so you don't identify as she. Yeah, that thing. That thing. Mm. I'm quite confident that we are no longer on YouTube. So great. That's great. We can say whatever the hell we want at this point. Um, and then to see the the girl with a beard is just so, I, I can't get over that. That is, it's still so striking to me um, that we are doing this to an entire generation of people and they're never going to be able to get certain things back. And seemingly half the country has absolutely no problem doing this to an entire generation of people. More than that, uh, if you don't allow it as a parent, you're abusing your child. Right. I mean, it's like the Montana case where they they took the 14-year-old out of the parent's home because they wouldn't agree to the the trans therapy for their child. And CFS in Montana took the child away from them, and now she's in Canada with the biological mother and the bio- apparently in Canada and the biological mom are perfectly fine with a 14-year-old getting the top surgery. Mm. At 14? How do you know that's not just a phase? How do you know it's not just depression? You, how do you know it's not a tomboy thing? You don't. You don't know that. Which, of course, it is. Of course. Right? Of course it is. Of course yeah. it is. And these poor women are going to grow up. They're not going to be able to breastfeed their children. They're right. not. I don't even know. Will they be able to have children? We don't know. Because some of these hormones uh, and therapies that they're doing will make them infertile and sterile forever. And then, by the way, even if it, that's not the case and they uh, decide to live as a trans person, they're still oftentimes, the studies show, it doesn't get better when they have these surgeries. They're, they're not happy after they get these surgeries. And we're still going to devastate them. I, I want to go ahead. The American Association of Pediatrics just did a study of 60 separate surveys <laughs> and found that when they do make the transition, when, when you do transition, it doesn't help at all. Mm-hmm. There's there's no difference mm-hmm. in the depression and the suicide rates. It's quite obviously that's not your entire character, right? Like, I mean, it, mm-hmm. if you if you the problem with this is like it, it, I think for a lot of these people, and like, like look, I think some of this is just weird, and I mean, you can't explain three and four X 
people identifying this way as anything other than some sort of social phenomenon, right? But I do think there are some people who get to this point where they feel something is wrong Mm -hmm. and they they look at this as this sort of like Hail Mary last resort. It must be I'm just in the wrong body. And if I solve this one thing, then this will all turn around. And the depression sets in once they solve that thing and it doesn't turn around. I mean, if you think you have this one final thing you can do to solve this horrible problem and then you do that thing and it doesn't solve it, you're hopeless, yeah. right? And that's why on the other side of this, there's so much depression, there's so much suicide, there's so many other problems because you, you now you feel like there's no bullets left in the gun to solve your problem. Right. Um, <clears throat> you mentioned like how stupid it all is, and I agree with that. But I want to I want to read this quote here. Um, tell me if you can work this one out. Okay. So this woman, I think her name's Clara Rainen of Iowa City told a local outlet that when she got married, her spouse was not yet out as a transgender woman. (laughs) But she said, so, okay, so it's a man, right? Mm -hmm. But she says, when her wife came out, their lives changed for the better. She said, my wife being forced to have a different kind of identification than me is completely unthinkable. She is a better woman than I will ever be. She's more of a woman than I will ever be. And to think that she should be treated differently because she's transgender is unconscionable. So my first question is, does her wife still have his (laughs) Because if he does... I'm not quite sure how she can even fathom the term, she is a better woman than I will ever be. <laughs> that is a, a an incredible series of questions, Sarah. And that's why you get to the bottom of it here on Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered. <laughs> um, uh, it's fascinating. You're right. I, I don't know how you would... I, I don't, these words don't mean anything to these people. I, I don't, I, like, what's the point of having the words? Like, and I keep, you come back to this thing. It's such an important thing about the about these stories is they keep talking about how how important their identification is, like their self-identification. It's like, if you go back, I don't know, maybe I'm old school, but like you go back and you think of like, what you identify as is what other people think of you as, right? Like they, it's like, if you're sitting here, like I identify myself as, you know, really good at sports or uh, wealthy or what, like you are, like you don't need to say that about yourself. If that's what you are, people know, right? right like if you're right. cool with the ladies, they know. You don't need to tell everyone you're cool with the ladies. People will know. Uh, or the opposite in, in, in my case. So, but like <laughs> it's a situation where like if you have to go out there and beg everyone to tell, to, but you better, I identify as a woman. I identify over and over and over again. Maybe you're just not, you know what I mean? And like, I, you know, the situation is basically lady, you just married a dude. Right. That's their story. It's a right. boring story, but you just married a guy. That's that's it. I, you know, like you could have all these ideas that now you're a lesbian. I think that loves women. Like, look, it's just it's a guy. It's that's it. It's a guy, and like he's you know got some other if you, uh, you know uh, issues that are complicating his life. But he's just a dude. If you're still doing it missionary style, <laughs> that's not your wife. <laughs> I got to tell you, Pat. <laughs> I, mean, I got nowhere to go with that. Um, <laughs> it's I think what I did realize, though. though, is unfiltered means there's no more swear jar. Yeah. Right? That's gone. Yeah. yeah. That's gone. Yeah. So that's I'm good. sorry about that. that. Oh, that's Gonzalez filtered, I think, is the show you're looking for. <laughs> that's the one on YouTube that just got pulled off about 10 minutes ago. Well, everyone, everyone was like, wait, 
Mm. This whole time you were you were filtered. <laughs> oh no. crap! What are we getting ourselves into? I had the same reaction when I was like, "Wait, Pat's been leashed. Is his <laughs> Pat leashed all this time? Holy crap! We're in trouble." <laughs> I just you have to laugh at like the ridiculousness yeah. of all of this. Like yeah. laugh so you don't cry, mm. right? That's that's my uh, that's my motto. Literally every day, I just want to cry, and so I just laugh instead. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. is a day where like we really need the off-air uh commentary to well, not be if we want to keep show. our jobs um so. that's fair i do like having a paycheck it's nice so i guess i guess we won't um okay so remember go over to wherever you get your podcasts uh apple podcasts spotify what am i missing iheart i don't know there's a bunch of them now but make sure that you are subscribed to both studas america along with pat gray unleashed mm-hmm. unleashed Right. Not unfiltered. Right. I stole that. You did. Is unleashed. Stole the un. I did. And I am not sorry about it. I want to be clear. (laughs) Um, So make sure that you go over there. uh, Not only subscribe, but rate and review their shows. Because here's what they did. They did uh, this little thing on Apple Podcasts, at least, where we're now all explicit. I mean, I am maybe explicit. I don't know. Totally should be. I totally support Apple. No, no, but but Pat, but they listed Pat's as I explicit. Was explicit for a while. Yeah, really. We got that removed. Did you? Yeah. Did you not from yours yet? I don't think so. Oh wow. Well, Glenn, Glenn was listed as explicit Glenn too. Was like it's your, like, yeah. oh yeah, the the Mormons. Very explicit <laughs> yeah, we're all the very time. Explicit. So make sure that you uh, go show them some love over there, and you know. If you'd like, Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered as well over wherever you get your audio podcast. Because I I do think, Stu, Mm -hmm. this was intentional to push us down, suppress us in the algorithm. Probably was. Now, I might deserve it, but I don't want it. (laughs) So go ahead and subscribe, rate and review the show. It will help us in the rankings. And uh, thank you guys for being here. Thank you, Sarah. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.